welcome to this week's edition of the Lashing Out Podcast on the Nitty Sports Down Network. He's Kevin Quigley. I'm Jared Pergram. We are going to give you our weekly preview leading up to the Delaware game. But first, we got to talk about a little bit of business that happened in a, a Happy Valley. Earlier in August, Abdul Carter got busted for smoking weed. He smoked so much that the alarm, fire alarm in his apartment went off. Now, this, I think in I think 10, 15, 20 years ago, this would have been a big issue. But I think smoking weed and those sorts of things are so desensitized now that this is really a non-issue. It's going to be handled internally, internally according to Coach Franklin, but it, it, it's just a minor infraction and, it, and just a lost moment, uh, a poor moment of judgment. Yeah, and I wouldn't even call it a poor moment of judgment. Hey, marijuana is decriminalized in 40 of the 50 states and Washington, D.C. And State College. Yeah. Just not, it, on univer- just, on, just not on University Park's campus. Yeah, it's just... Pennsylvania is the one of the 10 where it's not decriminalized statewide. And it's just wrong that, I mean... They can subscribe these apps, and I don't know so much on the college level, but definitely in the pros, like Toradol, Hydrocodine, Vicodin, Percocet, anything with an opioid in it. They're like, yeah, just we'll pump your body full of them. You'll be addicted to heroin in six years, and it's fine, man. Like, you're you're good for this, man. You're fine, but smoking a little weed? Nah, man. You're, you're done for. You're going to spend your life in prison for that, and obviously that's an exaggeration there, but... <laughs> I can't imagine it's going to be much more. And the fact that it got out is probably not what was anticipated to happen. Um, I know it's an arrest report. It's public records there. But if I, I the only thing I can see coming from it is that Abdul's probably going to be suspended for the first half of the game this weekend. Maybe he gets the whole game this weekend. Um, but if I if I can imagine it happened in August, James Franklin already knows about this. So, Yeah, this was news to the public, but not news to the the program which is not a shock i mean james franklin has this hand and he, he would know they would know and i would imagine abdul carter is a big enough person to tell them when something happened um it's just unfortunate right i mean this is something that i think is so minor and so i mean i i don't think that he's the only one that does it i don't think it, it's bad by any means i think everybody has their own personal opinions on it but i think it's just unfortunate that it was the situation that he got caught. Now, do I think that it shouldn't be illegal and the way that it is? No, I, I think it needs to be legal. I think it needs to be legalized. It's going to clean up a lot of different ways, a lot of different things. But hey, if somebody wants to go and smoke weed and relax and decompress, then they should be able to do that if that's their mo- mechanism to do so. Yeah, certainly. And I believe this is. What Devin Ford got caught and a couple others got caught in 2020 with weed. Um, players, if you're listening to this and you're smoking weed, do what Wiz Khalifa said: put a towel under the door and cover the smoke alarm. Uh, uh, that's all I can go to. I'm I'm not going to fault them if that's what they want to do in their free time. That's not my personal choice to how I want to spend my afternoons. But if that is how you want to do it, go for it. I mean, if it's going to help you stay healthy, helping you relax, helping you recover, deal with anxiety related to football or whatever do it just just do it smartly that's that's all i can say to that i you know just just be smart about it it's if that's what you need to do to get to stay well do it please by all means there's 
especially in 2023 is we focus on mental health more and more do what it need do what you need to do to stay stay in your good space but uh just do it wisely yeah and i think if there's a week where there's punishment this would be the week to do it it's delaware i don't think abdul carter is going to be a big factor um in this game solely because i don't think that he's going to be on the field very much um meaning that I think this game is a blowout. And we're going to talk about that here in the second segment. But at the same time, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, It's unfortunate that this kind of takes away from the game at hand against West Virginia, um, because it was a very good game for the Nittany Lions to start the season off 1-0, going into Delaware, noon kick on Peacock. Um, So if you are planning on tuning in, please, you got to make sure that you have – that you have Peacock, it's on a streaming service, which is the first time that it's not been on regular TV for Penn State in over yeah. 20 years. Yeah, 248 weeks that it's not been on television for Penn State. Conspiracy theory time. This happened August 8th. You think this was a controlled re- release to happen this week? That I'm not sure of. Um, I, it would the- certainly be wise. You could suspend it for Delaware. It's going to cost them nothing to suspend it for Delaware. Look, we suspended him from game. Yeah, Abdul, don't do that again. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a shock, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, it would make sense. It's about a month um, after it all happened. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I can I can easily see that um, being the case. But, yeah, it, the timing is odd, but it is probably the best case scenario as far as the rest of the rest of the schedule goes. Um, but, hey, it's Penn State and and. They can say all they want that they don't control things up there, but they know everything that's going on in Happy Valley before it happens. Certainly. One to know against Delaware. That's all we're going to care about from now on. It's right. Plays no, and one <laughs> against illegal substances. <laughs> but we'll talk a little bit more about Delaware and get away from the weed train when we come back from this quick break on the Nick Sports Now Network. podcast on Indy Sports Now Network. He's Kevin. I'm Jared. Kevin, let's talk about the Blue Hens. The Blue Hens, I think, um, is it's a great opportunity for Penn State um, to come here and uh, it's a coming to Beaver Stadium and, and get some work in. Um, you saw the backups get some work against um, against West Virginia, which was huge, right? But what's more important now is getting those guys some more reps against teams that are far less superior than West Virginia. Yeah. uh, And if you didn't catch in the first segment, just a reiteration, this game is at noon on Peacock. It will not be on cable. That is $5 for the first month. I believe is what it is. It's included my cable bill because I used to, I have Comcast and they used to include it for free. Uh, But I think they charge me five bucks a month for it. So, uh, if you tune in to NBC at noon, it will not be there. So make sure you get that. If you want to watch this game, make sure you get there in advance. Um, but yeah, lesser opponent. This is an FCS team. There's there's no sugarcoat about it. I'm not even going to pretend that you know I I'm up to date on the Delaware Blue Hens football program. But yeah, this is a game where your starters play two quarters. Maybe they play the first half. 
and they're going to be in sweats for the second half, I, I doubt any starter plays into the third quarter. You would hope not, right? I certainly would. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing now is to go out and stay healthy. Um, and if they're able to do that, I think that's going to be huge. Um, because that's the most important thing moving forward. I think they'll get an easy win, put up some points for style. That's the way that things are trending. We can sit here and t- talk about what happened at the end of the game to our blue in the face. And I think James Franklin handled that really well, to be perfectly honest. They deserve a chance to score too. If you don't like it, stop it. It's just one of those situations. Um, and don't call timeouts in, if you don't want that to happen. Um, so that's just one of those situations. So get those guys some more work, get them some some deep work, and, and see what you got. Um, because, number one, that's going to help. It, it's going to help people on the field and off the field. Because guess what? Say Bo Prabula has a great game. Well, now he's more marketable. Say, you know, Dante Cephas or Cephas has a better game. He's more marketable on NIL and, you know, in the offense. So, I mean, there are just so many different variables now that you got to get these guys time and it's got to be quality time too. Yeah. Uh, Just to circle back on the West Virginia thing, man, college football is all about style wins. If you want to talk about scoring in the last second, how about we look at Oregon scoring 81 points on Portland state, and the duck having to do 500 and some pushups on Saturday. That's just, get out of here with that you can miss me with that those those kids deserve every bit that they had and if you don't like it stop them just like you said last time penn state played fcs opponent it was idaho in 2019 they won 79 to 7 and it was a pure depth game sean clifford had 23 pass attempts will levis the backup at the time had 14 pass attempts uh penn state went for 373 yards of offense that game um and obviously put up 79 points so this is this is going to be a game. Get those guys in, get them experience, and it gives them live reps. It's probably not as intense as a spring game in terms of competition and in terms of skill level of opponent, but it's going to be good to be in the sta- a full stadium. It's probably going to be close to a sellout. This is going to be the game that people bring their kids to because they can't afford to bring their kids to the Michigan game or something like that. So, yeah, get Bo Prabula in there. Give him live reps. Give him live reps with a with his offensive line, the second team, and yeah, Dante Cephas. I mean, it's a good opportunity. That freshman class that they brought in this year, you know, offensive line. They, those guys goes down with hurt ankles, hurt knees all the time. Have a bit of torn pack that takes them out for the season. We need they need live reps. So this is going to be a game where they're just. It's going to be a great opportunity for that. Yeah, I think it provides a lot of opportunity for for everybody on the roster um get those guys some action keep them within the red shirt rule as well just in case uh the ones that haven't yet been greenlighted uh like tony rojas uh, and guys like that but yeah just come out here work on your depth work on those skills it's going to be very vanilla for penn state probably even less vanilla than it was against west virginia um on both sides of the football um i think for them you have to go out and focus on the on special teams you have to make sure that kick the kick game is, is better improved, both punting and extra points, field goals, uh, those sorts of things. So that's something that they need to focus on as well, if given the opportunity. So I wouldn't be surprised if there were some situations where if it, it, it's a close one, they re- they opt for the field goal to get that, um, just to get those reps in a game like this rather than 
you know, say next week against Illinois. Uh, but the big thing is getting into Champaign um, healthy. And if they're able to do that, then I think it's a, it's a win all around for the, for the Nittany Lions. And not only healthy, take the opportunity to improve on what you didn't do well last week, right? Get Nick Singleton and Katron Allen involved. Establish the blocking schemes that you want to have against Illinois next week. The defensive line, you're probably going to be able to push it around a little bit. Do that. Establish, take this as a good scrimmage. This is a dress practice preseason game to prepare for the rest of the season. And if you didn't run the ball well last week or you didn't do this right, defense, take the opportunity to step up, figure out how you're actually going to stop the run against this opponent because Illinois is probably going to run the ball a little bit better than Delaware can. So this is going to be a get-right game. You survived West Virginia. You won convincingly. Get every fix the little things that you messed up, and let's. I'm looking at the St- Delaware Stony Brook box score from last weekend. Delaware turned the ball over three times against Stony Brook. They threw for 414 yards and ran for 145. So this is a team with a little bit of zip on offense, but it was Stony Brook who I think is probably going to be at the bottom of the CAA this year. Delaware was favored by 15 and a half in that game. Um, and this is the game where Penn State is. I mean, they're going to have every opportunity to turn the ball over probably four, five, six times maybe. Offense is going to be in sudden change situations. Like, what if they're playing Ohio State in Columbus and they get a sudden change and they get the ball on the 25-yard line? How quick does the offense come out on the field? Are they composed? Or are they, are they too amped because the defense just had a big turnover? Those are kind of things that you can do against a lesser opponent, and you're probably going to be put into those situations just because of the talent level differential. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the thing too. You know, you just go out there, do your job, execute, play well, stay healthy. That's the thing. Um, one of the cool things about Delaware um, is they have a player that's from central Pennsylvania, um, Alex Schmoke, um, kicker for them. He went to St. Francis uh, and now is there. He has, I think two or three years of eligibility. Um, I taught the last two years with his mother, at school she was one of my teachers as well so i think that's kind of neat um and a nice little storyline um heading into saturday as well but kevin and i are going to come back for a little bit of a free-for-all third segment after we come back on the lashing out podcast on the daily sports now network third and final segment of the lashing out podcast on the sports now network i'm jared he's kevin kevin we were talking in the break and you said you have a little bit of proposal for me yeah we forgot to mention the point spread and game predictions for saturday however with as much on the line we haven't established our point system for this year and uh, with a high dollar lunch on the line i think we should take the week off just because Vegas has no odds for this game. No over-under, no spread, no line, no nothing. Vegas doesn't even want to touch it. And if Vegas doesn't want to touch it, I don't even know if we do. Yeah, I mean, I think it is 100% um, Penn State. If they lose to Delaware, I think there are a lot more issues than um, we can even talk about. I think we'd but have to start a Delaware podcast if, if they lose. If they If they lose, we would have content for days. But I'm all right with that. Kevin, can you tell the fans how we did last week? Last week, 
I have it actually here up on the Excel sheet. I had 41 to nine. You had 49 to 13. Actual score was 38 to 15. I had a total point differential between the two teams of nine. You were off by 13 points total. So we'll figure out how do we score that. Well, I had their, I had their total points pretty close. Uh, yes, and I, I did. And that's the other I was thing within too. three. So we're talking about this, but the clock, the clock completely changes things now. There's not as many stoppages, and coaches are not thrilled. Uh, Lane Kiffin is not thrilled about it. Um, so that is something to kind of pay attention to as well, because that changes total scores. It does, and I I think it's more like a pitch clock shock, like a a shock of oh crap, there's a pitch clock now. We have to actually worry about it. But I did find a noticeable difference watching it on television. You were obviously in Beaver Stadium, so it probably flowed a little bit better for you too. But watching it on television this week or pat this past weekend, like the games just flowed better. And then like I blinked and it was halftime. It was great because I worked at six a.m. on Sunday, so like I didn't lose but so much sleep staying up for the game because I feel like the game was like twenty or thirty minutes faster. And they said, what, seven plays a team it was going to shave off. I feel like it definitely shaved off way more just because of the 40-second play clock. So I know coaches don't like it yet, but I think they'll grow to like it, especially in those tight games. If you're ahead and you got a team that's making a comeback, you're like, you're going to be praying for that clock to be going down, and it's going to be going down faster than it was. Yeah, so that is a little bit of a, of a more intriguing aspect to watching games like that, especially as the betting lines um, – begin to sway and get in and get bigger. Obviously Penn state covered good teams, win great teams cover. Um, so that was huge. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be kind of neat to, to see how things go. Um, but you know, looking around the league, um, I think you have to kind of worry if you're Ohio state, you didn't really get off to the, to great start. Um, but it's so early in these games, there's there are only a few tough matchups this week, which is frustrating, because you're not going to find out anything about your team right now. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing Saturday, you've got Penn State, Delaware, right? Georgia's plays Ball State. Um, Ohio State hosts Youngtown, Youngstown State. The Penguins, right? I think Notre Dame, NC State is an intriguing matchup. Um, Utah, Baylor, maybe. Colorado, Nebraska, I think is fascinating because Colorado, the world is in Colorado's hands right now. Deion Sanders is absolutely nuts, and I love it. And I think nuts in a great way because he's just he's changing the way people go about things. He just showed that you can overhaul a roster and and get them to believe in, in what sixty players or however many players they had that that they hit the portal for. Um, so that is the thing. Uh, Michigan's got UNLV. I hope to God, if there is a God or higher power or whatever, that they do not honor Harbaugh again. I thought the man had died. And <laughs> he was like, it was so dramatic. But this man was is on a self-imposed violation. <laughs> like a self-imposed suspension because of a violation. Good Lord, what are we doing, people? Yeah, Joe, um, and, I, Joe and I touched on that on this weekend. That was... Uh... We got a good chuckle at that. I tell you what, I tell you a team who's thankful that they're playing Cupcake State this weekend. Clemson. Mm. Now, oh my gosh. I Duke. put the 
If you if you watch my if you read my season preview article, I'm sorry I've already let you down. My bracket got busted on week one. It's like I got it's like I my one seed lost on the first game of the NCAA tournament. Um, I had Clemson in the Final Four this year, so that's a little weird. They ain't, they ain't coming anywhere close to that. Thing. I saw something on Twitter where it said this is that's the type of beat down by a blue devil that you see when you put all of your all of your eggs in the God's name and image and likeness basket. Um, and I thought that was just absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Um, I wish I was original enough to, to come up with that, but that was great. Um, Ole Miss Tulane, I think is a, a matchup to, to think about at three 30 on Saturday. Um, and I think that's fascinating. Number one, Ole Miss has a T dog. Now um, it is actually um, Lane Kiffin's dog, which I think is great. Um, I'm all for the dogs. Um, you got A&M in Miami. Tulsa and Washington, um, Austin P in Tennessee, Appalachian State, North Carolina. I can get it SMU. Done? Are you yeah, worried? I, I, Are you worried for North Carolina? Yeah. Um, I thought they looked pretty good against South Carolina. But App State, they play Cinderella all the time. Uh, that hasn't been a while. Um, <laughs> SMU in Oklahoma, for, former a future ACC team, SMU against future SEC team, Oklahoma. Um, Duke plays Lafayette. Um, shout out to my, my dude, Adam Port, who plays for Lafayette, a former player of mine. Um, best of luck. Um, I, I very rarely root for Duke, um, if ever, so <laughs> go Cougars. Um, Texas, Alabama is fascinating. Uh, Oregon, Texas Tech. L <laughs> LSU <laughs> plays Grambling. <laughs> Um, Wisconsin, Washington State. That's a, and then it's always intriguing for Wisconsin because I don't, I don't think they're that great. So I think Wazoo could probably beat them. Um, Southern Miss, Florida State, UC Davis, Oregon State, and Stanford, um, USC. That's a future Big Ten ACC matchup. But <laughs> I, yeah, that makes total, that makes total sense. <laughs> yeah, right. I love it. I absolutely love that aspect of it. And there's so much more to come, but you, I mean, we looked at Florida state. They, they whooped up on LSU uh, in a fashion that I don't think many thought were possible. But man, is there, is there a coach that people more come together to see lose than Brian Kelly? I would say Dabo's up there, but Brian Kelly definitely takes the cake on that one. Um, I think you're underselling Alabama, Texas. Vegas has a minus seven in favor of Alabama. I thought Jalen Milrow looked pretty good. I watched some of the highlights of the Alabama game, and I do not think that Quinn Ewers is all that in a bag of chips like people say he is. Uh, I'd be, I'd watch out that that Alabama doesn't stretch that to seventeen to twenty-one points. I, I yeah, I mean, that's and uh, it's saving against a former assistant. Seven o'clock in Tuscaloosa on yeah. ESPN. Ain't, I mean, that's, that's ain't no game. way, man. Ain't no that's way. The game of the week but I think Alabama wins pretty easily. Yep. Um, is Texas football back? We're going to find out. Um, now, Kevin, I want to ask that the rankings came out. What do you think about the rankings this week? Uh, one more game. I want to say, I, I think Notre Dame's on upset, upset watch against NC, NC state. I think NC state's got a good team this year. Uh, rankings, I think look good. Uh, Penn state stayed the same at number seven. I think it's adequately ranked Ohio state dropping two. I think is also fair. Um, that would be a big mover. Florida State jumping at a number four, man. I, I honestly think they could have jumped Alabama in a number three spot. Uh, that that was a schlacking 
uh, down in Orlando. Uh, Clemson is a uh, – we're going to keep you in the rankings just because we can't drop you out because your name is Clemson. Uh, Clemson should not be ranked. But absolutely not. Uh, Colorado getting in there. Um, I think it's a little bit premature on that one. I don't think TCU is that great. Um, I mentioned to Joe on Sunday that uh, TCU kind of got a gift of a ranking at 17 this year. They're like, we can't possibly have the defending national champion runner-up um, not be ranked in the top 25. So uh, here's number 17. That looks good for us. Uh, I don't think TCU is going to be any any good. And Colorado... We'll see how they fare against Nebraska. That's a team that's going to play defense. And the fighting Matt rules, man. I bet he wasn't too happy with how they performed against Minnesota. And uh, I don't know if they have the offense to compete with Colorado, but they definitely got a defense. So It's an old-school matchup, um, old-school Big 12 rivalry matchup. A red invasion in Boulder. That's right. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But, yeah, I mean, preseason rankings are pretty pointless. Um, And I think people are finally starting to see the value and – or lack thereof in preseason rankings. But, I mean, that's why you got to go out and play the game, um, whether you agree with the rankings or not. But I do think Penn State wins easily over Delaware this week, and I think it'll take another couple of weeks for us to fi- figure out who the real Penn State team is. Um, but I thought we got a really good look at that um, on Saturday night against West Virginia. That sounds good. You want to do a wager on number of turnovers instead of final score. Turnover margin. Let's do turnover margin. Um, I've got Penn State plus three. I got them plus five. Okay. If it's plus four, I guess we do a coin flip. Hey, that works for me. We'll pick something different to bet on um, every week for every matchup. Oh, all right. surprise. That's right. But for for Kevin Quigley, this has been Jared Prugar on the Latching Up Podcast on the Nitty Sports Now Network. We thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll catch you again next week.